What is up? Coming to you live from the Cat House in Montebello, California. It's Dre's Geek Philosophy Podcast. The Knocking Everything Over edition. The Monday edition. The latest we have ever started the live broadcast edition. Hey, how's it going, everybody? It is. Normally, we start at 8 p.m. Pacific time, but here we are officially at 8.30 uh, Pacific time. <laughs> Woo! Hi! It's uh, episode 170. Uh, you know what? Today is probably the closest I've ever come to calling it and saying, nope, no episode. Uh, and I'll, honestly, this was like, and I, it wasn't even the showing up half an hour late. It was like two hours ago. I was so exhausted at work. I was like, you know what? No, it might not happen tonight. Because... Uh, I feel like I st- I've, I've started off every episode for the last four episodes. People are ordering too many games. Uh, we, we broke a record again today. Over 8,000 orders on, on Amazon. Uh, 8,000. Uh, I, I was pulling games. Normally, when we pull games in the morning, it only takes like two hours. I was pulling games till 4 p.m. From like 11 to 4 p.m. It was nuts. I, It's... I'm dog tired. <laughs> I was there till 7.30. <laughs> so I sorted out so many PS4 games. My thumbs are going to fall off. <laughs> it, I, I, I've managed to put together a format for today. I, I think my, my beautiful wife sent me. Uh, she, she sent me photos of our beautiful little tiger. Our little tiger boy. And, 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 and his little tiger voice is asking, Dada, what are you talking about in the show today? And I was like, I got to figure out a format at some point in between all this madness. And these little photos really helped carry me forward, even though it was real early in the day. But seeing, seeing photos of my little boy holding his head up, being all cute and stuff. That, 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 my, my wife didn't know, but she, she was saved me, even though it was, it was already very, it was still very early in the day. I think she sent those to me around noon or one. Cause I, I work from 11 to 7. I work the mid-shift in the world. And man, today... I'm just, my legs want to fall off. I, I haven't even checked my little, my little uh, health app to see how many miles I walked today. I walked a lot. My, my, I can feel it in my feet. But we do have a format today. As usual, a lot of crazy stuff happens in the nerd world the day after, usually on Tuesdays, which is right after when we record these shows. <laughs> so, uh, uh, first on the agenda, I'm going to go chronological here. Uh, as you know, I know a lot of you are not, but I am a big wrestling fan. The, the WWE, you know, last Tuesday, apparently there was a giant, um, mass firing. They, 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 they fired like 40 employees, like four, like, I think they fired a lot of office people too, but a lot of the on-air talent is, uh, as it is, I mean, it's affecting this whole coronavirus thing is affecting everything. And, it has reached the doorstep of the WWE and they literally, they let go of a bunch of people. And, and the irony is like last year they were, because uh, they, they, they got their huge billion dollar deal with Fox. Fox is paying them $200 million a year to broadcast WWE SmackDown. And then USA is paying them $800 million a year, 800 million, uh, so 800 million over four years. So they're, they're hauling in all this money. They're like, they're experiencing revenue unlike before. But nevertheless, they're gonna they fired a bunch of people like so because of all this money. I cut myself off right there. The 
Flying solo is hard. I, 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 I don't have someone to collect to, to talk while I collect my thoughts. What happened was that they were signing a bunch of people. They're giving them people. They're literally paying people to not work because they didn't want them to go to the competition, the all elite wrestling or whatever. So there's people getting, you know, these, oh, $500,000 contracts over the course of multiple years. Like, all right, we're just going to pay you to sit at home. And the, I guess the, the, the business people up top, like, Hey, we're not, we're not, they're not making any money that they normally do. Like the, they're, they're still getting all their TV money. They, <laughs> they, they managed to, to bribe their way into being able to continue broadcasting. Uh, I don't know if uh, the, the, the connection is there, but where the, the governor of, uh, of Florida announced that, Oh, professional wrestling is an essential business. So we're going to allow WWE to keep uh, producing their product out of their warehouse, uh, performance center over in uh, Orlando. And so they're, they're still broadcasting their live programs. And a lot of people, I'm sure people want to, why is like, if all these other major sports like WWE, uh, like, like freaking MLB and NBA, uh, they all shut down. And, but WWE still continues, you know, that, that I think there's more than 10 people in that, in their performance center. At any time, I mean, they gotta, they gotta produce all this, Television, it turns out uh, the contracts that they signed with, with Fox, I, I, I don't know if it's the same with the USA, but they're only allowed to do three taped episodes a year where the rest of the year, they have to produce live product. That's why they're paying all this money because, oh, live, it's, it's, it's live entertainment. They get 52 live or, well, realistically, I guess in their contract, they're required to do 49 weeks of live programming on Fox and 49 weeks of live programming on USA. Those three weeks, they usually use those during Christmas, you know, or other like holidays or whether when they go off on a, on a long uh, international tour, they kind of space out those three episodes where they can throw stuff up on tape. So if they have to go to tape, they have to, they show reruns, then that gives Fox or USA a big out like, Hey, we can get rid of this billion dollars over the next five years so we can save money during this whole coronavirus epidemic. <laughs> so the reason I mention all this is obviously WWE, they, they got to hang on to that money. They got to hang on to that fat Fox money, that fat USA money. So related, unrelated, the governor of uh, Florida received a giant donation from, uh, from a very interesting, one of those um, political action committees. Uh, got huge donation. Uh, you know who uh, uh, the person who's running this particular political action committee, a PAC, if you're familiar with all this political jargon, uh, one Linda McMahon, who happens to be the wife of Vince McMahon. Hmm. Bill, uh, millions of dollars, uh, roughly $17 million, have magically been donated to the campaign of this governor in Florida. And the governor goes... Pro wrestling is essential. Yes, it is. It's an essential business. WWE, because apparently the week of WrestleMania or the week before, the Florida Sheriff's Department were trying to shut down the tapings that they've been doing. They knew oh, they're, they're taping on Monday night. Like, we got to go over there, shut them down. Hey, stay at home. You guys aren't home. They're flying people in from around the country <laughs> to tape this stuff. People, because the wrestlers, they, 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 they don't all live in Orlando. A, a bunch of them do. But a lot of them don't, and they're flying them in. But hey, you guys shouldn't be in there. You're violating the the the, the safe at the safe at home. But nope. Suddenly a mystery. Oh, hey, 
the political action committee run by Melinda McMahon donates $17 million to this uh, Florida governor. And suddenly, ah, you know what? Pro wrestling is exempt from this. They can do whatever they want over that performance center warehouse over in Orlando. That's perfectly fine. No, they're okay over there. Huh. I, I'm, not, I'm not a conspiracy theory person, but it doesn't take a lot of work to put two and two together and make that into four. You know what I'm saying? It just, and then of course, on top of this, Vince McMahon was also trying to uh, run his football league, the, the XFL. He was trying to, he, rev, he revived his XFL because for whatever reason, Vince has to drag this horse out and beat it. So the XFL, unfortunately, much like all these other sports were affected and uh, they had to shut their season down. And then abruptly, also last week or at some point during this whole mess, the XFL declared bankruptcy. <laughs> and it was discovered because originally the way Vince McMahon sold this to his uh, to his uh, investors, because, you know, WWE is a publicly traded company and a lot of times their decision making is revolves around their investors, a lot of the, a lot of the shareholders, even though Vince McMahon, he is the primary shareholder at like fifty-one percent or some uh, ridiculous number, whatever. However much he needs to maintain control of his company, but they are publicly traded. He had, he had assured his shareholders that, oh no, there is no money coming from the WWE for the XFL. This is all separate. Vince McMahon sold his own stocks. He he was selling off his stocks uh, when they were at their highest. He sold off his stocks. He sold off about four hundred million dollars. Of, of, of his WWF owned stocks and made sure he could still, you know, whatever, I think it was, it was class B stocks. There was some sort of stock jargon. He sold off a bunch of, so he could finance the XFL. I mean, theoretically, the WWE was financing him because he was selling off his WWE stock, but he was trying to keep it apart. But it turns out in the, the bankruptcy filing that was going on last week, it turned out, oh, the WWE was in fact, having to fund the XFL after this coronavirus thing, uh, Vince McMahon was having to borrow money from himself, from the W. So he himself, it, once uh, they go to bankruptcy court, he himself is a creditor to his own company. And then the WWE ended up owning 12% of the company as well. It was revealed. They're like, oh, wait, sorry. I know we said we weren't going to be putting any WWE money into this XFL thing, but turns out I had to anyway. Sorry, everybody. Hey, we don't think we'll be able to get the uh, television right. So they just shut the entire thing down and fired everyone. And then all these XFL players are suddenly like, oh, without a job. It's like Vince McMahon is really winning at this. I, no, no wonder uh, the, uh, the, the the person in the White House is putting him in, on his committee to help reopen the country. I mean, <laughs> this guy, he's a success at all in, in all <laughs> in all that he does. It, just, it was just a wild week if you follow professional wrestling or whatever crazy Vince McMahon does. It, it was a wild and insane week to, to, to be involved in pro wrestling. <laughs> it was just, yeah, Twitter was just ablaze. It was it was crazy because a lot of these wrestlers are like suddenly unemployed. And what really sucks is, you know, theoretically, WWE, they're, they're not going broke. Like I said, they're getting paid a shitload of money and they're, they're throwing that money around to make sure they can keep that money. Uh, they could have kept all these wrestlers on board. They, they signed them to these guaranteed contracts, which apparently can be 
declared null and void because I, I I guess a lot of these wrestlers don't have lawyers to look over these contracts. I guess the, the, the contracts are very one-sided. If the wrestler wants to quit, oh no, you can't leave. You have to honor the contract. But suddenly, uh, hey, we need to free up $17 million to bribe a, uh, a Florida man. <laughs> hey, all of you who just signed contracts last year, fired, 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 oh no, or released. <laughs> we we wish you the best on your future endeavors. They, they all got future endeavored. That's the that's the funny term within the wrestling business whenever you get fired. You, you were not fired. You were wished the best on your future endeavors or you were future endeavored. That's, that would be the verbing of that phrase. Just, but what sucks is like, like I said, they, they probably could afford to keep these people on because letting them go, they can't work anywhere. It's not like, all right, normally if, if they had let these people go, they can go to one of the competing organizations, whether it's an AEW or an Impact Wrestling or go to New Japan Pro Wrestling or wherever. That No one's operating right now. <laughs> and all these other companies, I think the only one who's still paying their wrestlers is Ring of Honor because they're owned by some evil right-wing media corporation that just uses them as a tax break. But even though they're a crazy evil corporation. They're still paying all the wrestlers because it's such a small piece of their giant conglomerate. I forgot, it's a Sinclair uh, Broadcasting. That's a, their, their pro wrestling is a write-off. They, they use it as filler programming on their crazy little stadium stations or whatever. Or they, they're they the ones who bought all the Fox Sports stations off of Disney when that whole merger thing went down. So they're still paying their wrestlers, but they're obviously not going to hire anyone right now because there's no shows to be run. Uh, it, it, that's like the, the crappy part. That's why a lot of uh, wrestlers on, on Twitter were are very unhappy. And yes, Jai Ponder, uh, as a part of these wonderful contracts that they that they signed, oh, not only were they let go, but they also are, have a non-compete clause. I guess the, the positive of this non-compete clause is that WWE is forced to pay them. Like that. They can't work anywhere competitively for 90 days. WWE pays them whatever the minimum payment they would get because yeah the payment structure there it's totally crazy it's it's, it's insane how it works if you show up to work and you win you get more money than the person who loses but wait if it's predetermined that means you're deciding who gets more money who doesn't get more money it's no wonder a lot of wrestlers want to unionize but then they're not allowed under the fist of Vince McMahon it's it, it just yeah crazy yeah, non-compete they can't wrestle anywhere else for 90 days actually right now no they can't wrestle anywhere else anyway for 90 days so I guess theoretically they'll be fine but if this coronavirus thing keeps on going, those 90 days are going to go up and then there's still nowhere for them to wrestle. Who knows how far this crazy coronavirus thing is going to go. Apparently, Texas thinks it's over today. Good luck to them. Hopefully, uh, uh, any, any friends I have over in Texas, I hope they're taking care. <laughs> so, enough of uh, professional wrestling. You know, this is a nerd-based podcast. Let's talk about something incredibly nerdy. Something else that happened in the intervening week between last week's episode, this week's episode, was, uh, I believe it was on Wednesday. Uh, or it was either Wednesday or Thursday. San Diego Comic-Con uh, finally announced that they canceled this year's Comic-Con. Even though everybody else was, was canceling their stuff while in advance. San Diego Comic-Con uh, took their sweet time. I, I believe the... The speculation is that uh, they were waiting until they were forced by the uh, by the government, whether it be the city government or the state government, to be shut down. That way, their uh, whatever insurances they have uh, would kick in, and they would it would cover whatever their losses, as they have to more than likely refund all the tickets, refund all the exhibitor stuff, and then it, all the exhibitor payments. 
I, I think they wanted to make sure instead of outright canceling before and not getting any compensation for whatever insurance they have, they, I think they were literally waiting until as far as they could. And it was weird as my friend Lamar, Lamar Harris pointed out on, on Twitter and Facebook the other day, like, huh, San Diego Comic-Con and Anime Expo were both trending for very different reasons. So because of San Diego Comic-Con getting canceled, apparently people realized that Anime Expo, which, you know, the biggest anime convention in the world, which happens here in Los Angeles, usually 4th of July weekend, uh, they hadn't canceled either because I think they were in the same boat of waiting for uh, <laughs> waiting for the government to insist, oh, we're going to need you to not do your thing where you gather, you know, 20,000 people in one area. You're going to not be able to do that. Oh, see, government says we can't. Insurance money, please. <laughs> please, insurance companies, you have to pay for all of the things that we we, we can't afford to. Because that, that's what... Similar things were happening during WrestleMania weekend when a lot, like the big WrestleCon convention and all the wrestling shows that would have happened. Not just WrestleMania, because all the... There's a lot of independent shows that would have happened as well. And... The, the 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 gentleman who runs the WrestleCon, it's a big wrestling convention that happens once a year. It's the the wrestling equivalent of San Diego Comic Con. He uh, apparently was going to have to like mortgage uh, mortgage his house to to pay back everybody, but thankfully, uh, all the hotels re- refunded the money, all the deposits, and it was really chaotic. So I think that's what why Anime Expo and San Diego Comic Con were waiting until the absolute last possible freaking second to. To cancel their shows, and I think later on that within the same day, within the same 24 hours, I think after San Diego Comic Con canceled their show, Anime Expo was like, "Yes, oh yeah, yeah, right, we're we're canceling too. Don't worry, refunds will be going out." I, I think uh, Pete Molini was was telling me like I think I think Comic Con was trying to pull some stunt like, "Hey, we're we're gonna do a virtual con. You can still keep your ticket for that." It's like, yeah, I'm not paying 150 bucks for to watch somebody on the internet. Nah, <laughs> sorry, that, that's not how this works, Comic-Con International. I think, I think they, they were testing it out because I think that this past weekend was supposed to be WonderCon, which uh, happens here in Anaheim, or nearby, I shouldn't say here, I should say nearby in Anaheim. That's kind of like mini Comic-Con or the Comic-Con dress rehearsal for Comic-Con International. And uh, they were doing a, a virtual uh, WonderCon, and I think they were like, hey, if we can still get a lot of this talent and all these panels, we can charge people to watch it on the internet. And I'm pretty sure nerds were not having that. It's like, no, you don't pay. You know, I'm not going to turn my Comic-Con ticket into a virtual con. And it's like, or they gave them the optional, you can move your Comic-Con ticket to next year. <laughs> Provided there is a Comic-Con next year. <laughs> Honestly, anyone who thinks this thing is going to stop, you know, we're suddenly going to be able to, be normal in like two months is delusional. The way this crazy coronavirus thing is, I think it's gonna we're we're gonna be locked down for a long time, which is not great for my health because the way we're selling games because of this coronavirus, I'm gonna lose my mind or my feet are gonna fall off. I'm not sure which one's gonna happen first. It it just keeps escalating for us at work because apparently Amazon's just shifting all their orders to us. <laughs> I I think that's the like. Like, we don't have any games. They can ship it for you. And it's just shifting over to us. I think that's why our orders just keep going up and up. Because we're doing all of Amazon's work for them. Because <laughs> they're, they're not only they're very busy shipping all the essential things. So non-essential or as far as we're like, <laughs> video games seem to be very essential. <laughs> 
that that's what's really moving right now because people are stuck at home and like, we're selling all kinds of weird games. I, I really keep meaning to make the list of weird games that we're selling. I, I, I don't get a chance to. And see, Daniel, I, I, I kind of miss sports. You know, I, I really, I know I had a whole episode where I'm not, I'm not really as into sports as I used to be, but you know, I, I kept seeing people tweeting about that Michael Jordan movie last night. I was like, damn. I want to see that Michael Jordan movie. It sounds like really cool. It sounds really cool to hear Michael Jordan drop the dime on all of his uh, teammates doing cocaine. What? <laughs> it, 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 apparently there's some wild, there was a lot of wild stuff. A lot of my, a lot of the Twitter follows that I, uh, the people I follow on Twitter were just, woof talking about that Michael Jordan movie. It's like, we need sports. We need sports back. Uh, ASAP. Now, now, so, uh, now, the, the third item I want to cover uh, also has to do with comic books. And this is something that our, our, our uh, erstwhile co-host sometimes, but now more like he, he's more functioning in a correspondent uh, role. Uh, Peter Malini was texting me about how... Uh, so, currently, there's no comic books. The uh, distributor, the, the, the main distributor of comic books, Diamond Comic Distributors, the, the Monopoly... The, the essential 99.9% monopoly on comic books is apparently uh, it's starting to crumble or people are trying to break it. However you want to slice it, uh, the, the monopoly that, that, that diamond holds, it, it, it's trying to be broken. I guess there are some people are trying to be opportunistic within the comic book industry, which obviously, you know, our friend Pete, he runs his store and currently the store is not operating because there's no brand new comics. D- uh, diamond comics is a, uh, trying gonna try to reopen because there apparently there's a threat out there uh, uh, so dc comics obviously depending on the the time of the year their their number one or number two account depends on whether marvel's being stupid or not uh dc comics they're they're they're, they're proposing that they're going to break away from diamond and team up with some online comic store like so this this crazy store what as pete was explained to me yesterday I guess they had formed a shell company so people wouldn't know. Like, I guess there was this online comic distributor called Midtown Comics. They're, they're, apparently, they're one of the biggest online comic book stores in the world. They were going to take over the publishing. They're, they were going to... I don't know who they got to print comics. or They're, they're going to figure out some way to print all the comics. At least print all the DC comics. And then they were going to disseminate... They are going to distribute them to all the stores. Somehow. And they wanted to get up and run in like two weeks. Which is insane, because right now all the comic shops are shut down. Like, like poor Pete Molini, he shut down until further notice. He, you know, opening story, you know, comic books not really an essential business. Uh, there's no new comics, but apparently, oh hey, they want to ship them out. And then the the, the solution uh, pro- provided by one of the, the the characters behind all this was saying, well. You can just adopt the, the model that Midtown does and sell comics online, sell them on the internet. And it's like, wait, that, that's, that's not how a lot of comic shops work. And then I, I saw today uh, uh, my, my, my buddy who runs a store out in Burbank was, was very, uh, he was very, uh, vi- how can I say, livid about this entire situation. Where it's like, uh, a lot of people are like, hey, wait, but at least we get away from Diamond. And it's like, oh, we, you, you don't leave Diamond to go to a worse situation. Because uh, as Pete uh, pointed out to me yesterday, it's like, oh, at least Diamond did not directly compete with all the people they were selling comics to. They just sold comics. They were just a distributor. And they don't sell the comics themselves at retail. If they shift over to this Midtown Comics, which they were trying to hide behind a shell company, but of course, people with the internet 
We're able to sleuth that out. Obviously, all these comic shops would be selling their books, but then they would be undercut by this other, this big retailer. They, of course, oh, hey, we're the publishers now. Hey, we can sell this for whatever price we want because now we're the direct, <laughs> we're the direct facilitator of these comics, and they can continue to undercut comic shops around the world. Like, wait, it, I think it's just uh helps facilitate the demise of our local comic shop. It's like, oh, wait a minute. We have to buy these from you and you're going to sell them for less than we sell them for online and discourage people from going to the local comic shops. Like, oh, I have to buy this $3.99 comic, but you go online and sell it for $3. What the fuck? <laughs> it, the, it, it presents quite a quandary. So all, all these nerd entertainment things are... are, are I feel like everything's in danger as far as nerd stuff goes. Obviously, a lot of stuff's in danger. Our lives are, our very lives are in danger. But, you know, we cover the nerd world here, so that, that's, where I, that's where my laser focus is on. And I'm very concerned about the comic industry right now. If the people in charge, I mean, we're talking about the, the, the guy in charge at DC Publishing, uh, Jim Lee. You may remember him from the 90s. We used to draw. <laughs> but he, he's the guy in charge of everything. He's the one kind of... Uh, pushing this agenda, like, hey, let's uh, let's leave Diamond and go with the, these people that I know, Midtown Comics. And uh, in response, uh, Diamond Comics immediately said, "Oh, well, we can get up and running as soon as May. <laughs> so don't anybody be leaving. You guys can't be leaving. We we can be up and running in May. But the comic shops may not necessarily be running in May. You're going to be asking these stores to go buy thousands of dollars in books and not be able to sell them, maybe." It, it, it just seems very chaotic, and it's, it's, I feel like a lot of you know, hardworking guys like, like Pete Molini and my buddy Paul Grimshaw in Burbank are, are getting in danger. And then, nerds, how are you supposed to get your books if if suddenly the, the, the industry is just shut down? <laughs> it, it, it's chaotic right now. Uh, it, it just It's pure chaos if you're, if you're a nerd right now. I'm sure a lot of people are like, oh, I'm just going to play my Animal Crossing and watch my Netflix and... Uh, and, and, and be be peaceful. But, like, there's a lot of shit going on. Like, right now, we keep hearing about how Nintendo's not shipping out anything. Like, if you're trying to find a, a, a Nintendo Switch right now, woof. Yes, Irv, the, the, the guy who does drawing videos on Facebook and Twitch. He, he does them a lot on Twitch. If you're trying to find a Nintendo Switch right now, apparently it's nigh impossible because, obviously, people were buying them up to play Animal Crossing. But on top of that, obviously, Nintendo's not producing them right now. And... When they do resume production, uh, the, the 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 report I heard is that they're just going to keep them in Japan. They're not going to ship them out. So, it's it it's getting wild out there for nerds. We, trying to track down your own like some nerdship. If you just want to play some games. It's getting harder and harder. Well, we we literally ran out of PlayStation Four controllers at, at work. Apparently, it, it just there's a run on them. Either people are breaking them. Or people are realizing there's more than one person in the house, and they, they if they want to play their NBA 2K with with someone else in the house, they want to play some WWF uh, uh, 2K20 with someone else in the house. They need more than one controller. We blew through. I forgot what the total was. It was like eight thousand controllers in three weeks, and they're gone. I don't know if Sony's producing stuff. Shit, I don't know what's going on. It's just getting wild out there. Oh, see, uh, see, Dang Wong, you, you refuse to buy Animal Crossing because uh, if you start, then your kids will want to. No, ref- avoid it. No, you want you want to avoid Animal Crossing. It, it, it will suck your life away. I, I I have played it thrice in my life. I played it on the GameCube. I played it on the original DS, and I played it on the 3DS. I didn't play it on the Wii, but I have it on the Wii. 
It's in it's in the collection somewhere. But yeah, no, you want to avoid Animal Crossing. It, it just sucks your life away. You don't understand. You don't understand. It just takes it takes your life. See, Kia. All right, now you you say no one wants to play that game. I I I beg the difference. See, you know a bunch of intelligent gamers who who don't want to play that game. No, there's a bunch of dumb gamers out there. Judging by the the amount of games I am shipping out, there's a lot of people buying bad things. <laughs> there's a bunch of people playing games that are quantifiably not good. Believe you me. <laughs> we the the amount of of like uh, what what you and I would call garbage games are are, are selling by the dozens. <laughs> Believe me, we're selling older versions of 2K. We're playing them all. Yes, Animal Crossing is an addiction. You want to avoid. Uh, my, we we had we had one copy left at work, and my boss goes, "Hey, uh, did you want this?" I was like, "No, no, I do not. I don't. I." But the 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 addict in my brain was like, "Yes, get the game, get all the bells, get your house, have fun, chop all the trees, be rude to all your neighbors." Because I was always very rude to my neighbors. Because you know, you you could write them letters and they don't read them, but I could feel good in knowing that I was I was calling them terrible names in the letters. It it was quite fun, and until I'd find like an annoying neighbor, I'm like, "Okay, I like you. You're funny. You're annoying all the other neighbors." I, I played Animal Crossing very weirdly. It, 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 it was fun and weird, but when I was waking up at 3 a.m. To, to try to to, to, find, to fish for a shark, I was like, nope, I need to get out of this. I can't. I can't anymore. I am amusing the hell out of my son over here on the right. And my, my, my beautiful wife, Rosa, has brought out Little Tiger, and he was he's watching me do the podcast, and out of the corner of my eye, I saw his little smile. <laughs> Says no while nodding. No, I don't want it. <laughs> I, I want to play Streets of Rage 4 when that comes out. When, when Streets of Rage 4 comes out for Nintendo Switch, I, I'm, I'm, I, have to, I have to warn you, wife. Wife, there's a game called, called Streets of Rage 4. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to find time to play it. Even after I have to put that little man in a little baby Bjorn, I'm going to play it. I'm going to play it. You want me to take him? It's you, 9. It's 9 p.m.? Oh, well, yeah, honey. I, I start at I start at 8.30. <laughs> No, I'll finish like at 9.15. At least go 45 minutes. for the. I, I, I got a bunch of viewers right now. A bunch of, we got a, um, a bunch of viewers right now. I can't just walk away now while, while we're at double-digit viewers. <laughs> I, I, I have an I have a, I'm, I'm obligation here on Monday nights. I, I had D-Lo texting me. He's like, where you at, dog? Well, apparently my godson has already caught two great white sharks. Yeah, the, the game... No, it, no, no, it's cocaine. Uh, I, I'll settle for some other cocaine. I'll settle for... Uh, especially after I found out that Streets of Rage, Streets of Rage 4... Ha, ha, apparently you can unlock the original like Streets of Rage 2 sprites. Because, you know, when I got my Genesis, it came with Streets of Rage 2. And I played the daylights out of it. I played the daylights out of Streets of Rage 2. I, I love that game. The music, the action, it was awesome. And I found out there's a Streets of Rage 4 coming out. And you can you can literally put on the Streets of Rage 2 music while you're beating everyone down as one of the Streets of Rage 2 characters. Oh, I'm in. And, uh, it's going to be a digital game. But physical copies will be coming out down the line. I got some inside information at work. My, my, my boss is giving a heads up. It's like, obviously right now, if you want it digital, it's going to come out at the end of this month or I think next week or this week. And then physical copies currently are coming from the from those people at Limited Run Games, uh, the, those crazy people. But apparently, after that limited run is done, 
There might be something else. I probably shouldn't be saying it. A little bit inside information. I might get a limited run copy. I might get something else. I don't know. All I know is I'm not going to buy the digital copy. Oh, no. I'm going to get myself a physical copy. Because forever physical. Don't be buying no digital, digital games. Lose your rights. Digital. Digital. Don't be buying no digital games. It's fine on your cell phone. But don't be paying 50 bucks, 60 bucks for a digital game. Where you can lose your rights at any moment. I learned that lesson with Destiny. At some point, my $50, $60 Destiny game will be unplayable. Gotta watch out. See my little boy set up over here. It helps when you're on lockdown. Yeah, well, digital games do help when you're on lockdown, yes. But you know, Amazon delivers. And thank, and hopefully the USPS stays open long enough to keep going. Yeah, hold on. I have to distract someone right now. Hey, buddy. Hey, little man. How's it going? Yes, I am ringing the rattle for my little... Uh, who just turned, turned three months recently. This kid, this kid is getting so big. Yeah, that's right. Smile for daddy. This kid is getting so big. Yeah, you can order it for me. My, uh, what was it last week? Uh, one of my friends, uh, uh, my, one of my destiny buddies, uh, he he ordered himself a copy of uh, Resident Evil Two. Uh, I made sure I found it. And I wrote him a little note on the packing slip. I put, "Hey, Bushy from," and then I, I put my, my 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 PlayStation handle, SoCal. I sent him a little note, and even on the on the label, I like the name. I put like in parentheses. I put his online handle, Bushy Browley. Put that handle on. So you order something, you give me a heads up, I can find the order in the thousands of orders that we have. I can find it because I'm usually the one pulling and sorting. Haha, you can order from me. Deal Tavern on, on Amazon <laughs> if you want to find. No, we don't have any switches. We only have software. We got Switch, we got switch games for days. We got Switch games. Got to get him a Karate Kid drum. Rattle every time there's a new topic. Oh, we're already far beyond that. Is that right? Oh, my my uh, executive producer Tiger is chiming in. I hope I hope the mic is gonna pick him up. It, Bushy of the Leaf. Oh, he changed his his name to Bushy of the Leaf. Oh, I guess people will be able to figure out his uh, what what his uh, online handle means a little bit more than before. He's just Bushy Brow Lee. He's now Bushy of the Leaf. Yeah, he is a big Naruto fan. If you, if you couldn't figure that one out, and and you know what? Actually, it's quite fortuitous that my son has been placed right here next to me because the the final topic that i wanted to cover tonight well especially uh, you know yesterday you know pete was texting me all about this dc comics nonsense and i, I was hanging out with my little boy but me and him I, I had him i had him sitting in front of me and he was looking at me and i, I like to talk to him you know i i, I you know you can't just goo goo gaga him you know i, I want i use the use the full english language i, I fired at him that way he, he kind of Get get him accustomed to speaking. Now, that's something that my wife heard on podcasts. You, you, you don't don't just be like boo da boo boo. You, you you talk to him, and so I was talking to my young man yesterday. Especially since I was talking about comics with, with Pete via text, and I, I looked at my young man, and I was thinking, son, I don't know which comics I'm going to start you on, D Daddy. Me, I have a lot of comic books. I have a great deal of books. I I, I have I have several thousand comic books. I have a lot, young man. But I, I was, as I was talking to my young man, I was trying to think, where, how, what, how am I going to start you on the comics, young man? 
There's just so much. Uh, I, I have an ocean of comics. I, I can't just toss this young man. Once he's old enough, you know, when he's like, six or seven and he, he starts asking questions he's able to you know read and comprehend and you know you know maybe i'll show him the movies first i don't know i don't know what we're gonna do but i was trying to think of how i'm gonna introduce the reading part because i want my young man to read i don't want him to be an uneducated um, fool i want my young man to be reading comic books like i was when i was a young man and I, 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 I like thinking about all the books that I have. I know there are several I cannot. Uh, it's funny. I love how my brain immediately went to like, oh, well, I know he can't read Preacher. <laughs> he can't read Transmetropolitan. That's stuff for when you're in college, young man. <laughs> can't be reading Watchmen. Nope, no, no. <laughs> that that book is not for <laughs> any time. You know, I mean, not right. The, that's why I said it was like five or six, you know, six or seven, you know. Like, I was like trying to think. I'm like, oh man, like where, where in the world in my collection can me and this young man start? Uh, thankfully, m most of my books, I mean, they only have personal value. I, I really don't have any books of quote unquote financial value. I mean, most of them, you know, are are not expensive. I got the majority of them at a discount, or like especially I was thinking about like I have my I have these old Justice League comic books. I have these. Justice League comic books from uh, from the from the early '90s, which were primarily comedic and ridiculous. Uh, for for my comic book friends, you know, it's the one where you know where, where Batman punches Guy Gardner in the nose and knocks him out with one punch. You know th those comics, and I was like, oh, I want him to read those. Uh, I want him to see the silliness with the seriousness, because the, the book was serious at times, but it also was quite silly. And it, 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 it you know, it was one of Dad's favorite books. But I don't know if it, I, I don't want to. I can't force him to make him think that. Oh no, this I want this to be your favorite. Ah, he's gonna figure out what his favorite's gonna be on his own, or if he's even gonna like comic books. I hope you like comic books, young man. I I, I can't force. <laughs> James right here on Facebook says something quite amusing. Are you going to be like that meme and make him wait one year between showing him in Infinity War and Endgame and tell him that's how it was in my day? Uh, well, no, uh, I can't do that. I can't leave him hanging like that. Maybe I can leave him hanging for like a day. <laughs> Maybe I can leave him hanging for a day, or we might just have to go like straight through, do do, do the do the six hour marathon of, of, of Infinity War and followed by Endgame. I don't know. I I haven't quite decided that 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 far. But I was trying to think. I was like thinking of all the books that I have. Yeah. Because this is something that Pete and I would, would speak about a lot when we, when we did the Multiverse Comics show, that, that comics are, are not necessarily young person friendly. And not, in the, not necessarily in the content, but more in the complexity of trying to, you know, read a book, but have to deal with a lot of weight of narrative or a weight of history. Because the, the way a lot of comic book writers write nowadays, they're, they're building stories over the course of, you know, several months or even years. And some of the recent stuff, like me, where I've been reading for 30 years, that's perfectly fine for me to, you know, jump on board some crazy Batman story that Tom King is telling. That's perfectly fine for me, but I, I can't be... T tossing this young man out here, son. We're going to read all these Tom King comics, but then we're going to have to go also read a bunch of older stuff that he's referencing uh, historically. And it, it just becomes this weird uh, wormhole of, of, of what to read. 
It, it, it really makes me miss uh, back in the, in the olden days. I don't know if it was the Stan Lee thing. In Marvel Comics, they if, if they were re- referencing something, they would put a little note in the corner that said, oh, this happened in Marvel Team-Up 25. And that could inspire you to be like, oh, okay, I'm going to go to my comic shop that has a back issue bin and see if I can find that issue if, if I want to find out more. Or maybe I, you have a friend who has that issue and you can go read that one. That, that's kind of how I did it back in my day. Or I guess as kids do nowadays, they just go rip the file off the internet and just read the comic on their computer. Ugh. It bothers me. That really ruffles my old man feathers to think about stuff like that. I guess ah it's like uh, I'm such a I'm such an old man it's like no they must read the books like we read them you know or like right there what Irv said right here on, on Facebook Live or one issue per month oh uh, no nah, I I can't torture him you, know, you only get that torture when you're reading something current if something that was already existing oh here or sit down and read the whole Infinity Gauntlet yeah that's the thing I read the Infinity Gauntlet when I was in sixth grade. The, the, the big story, the, the one that everyone kind of watched with Infinity War and Endgame, the, the, the Infinity Gauntlet. I read that comic. And, uh, and when I was in sixth grade, and it, it worked my fragile little mind. <laughs> and for whatever reason, it made Thanos my favorite villain of all time. And I'm happy that everyone else can, can see who Thanos is. You know, what, what is it? All right. I, I think my young man wants me to end the show. I think he wants my full and complete attention, but that, that's that, that's the how yeah go to Comic Galaxy and ask Mister Com- yeah because back then I God I devoted so much of my brain to learning everything about comics you know pre the internet because <laughs> you know when when you didn't have a search engine you didn't have you couldn't just Google it you'd have to go and find a crazy comic book clerk and go ask him and I would know. Uh, our, Irv, our, our mutual friend Darren, he would frequently just have me tell him entire plot lines of, of, of stories where like he didn't have to read the book. All he had to do was ask me and I would give him a 20 to 30 minute synopsis of, oh, let me tell you how Civil War happened. And I would just go boom, 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 boom. <laughs> let me tell you about the secret invasion. Boom, 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 boom. I would hit every single, well, every, at least everything that's important. <laughs> everything that, uh, that you needed. Now you can, you can just Google it. You can go to Wikipedia and get a get a quick plot synopsis or you can go to YouTube and some bald idiot with a goatee with a camera will tell you all about it. I missed my con. I should have been putting all my comic knowledge years ago onto the YouTube. Say la vie. Are you unhappy over there, young man? But yeah, it's that, that he, this young man has me. Ah, he, he, he will be the Robin to my Batman because mommy is Catwoman because she has the Catwoman tattoo on her arm. But yeah, it's, it's it, these are the now that I've been a dad and of course you know now half of the show is all about my, my my fatherhood and introducing my nerddom to my son. Yes, I know, young man. I'm coming to you in a moment. I just want to wrap. I want to put a button on this, young man. You're you're not being a good executive producer, little tiger. I'm trying to put a button on this. It's a meow. Yeah, my little tiger is meowing. Yes, yes, mama cat. <laughs> Your mom is commenting on the show right now. <laughs> right, well, I'm, I'm coming to you, young man. Yeah, it's the, the quandaries of, of a nerd father. I, I'm obviously Daniel. You, you've been going through this with, with your with your little ones, I'm sure, trying to figure out. Uh, I don't know if you have a, a store of magic cards that you you will someday uh, 
uh, unleash upon upon your young ladies and go, hey, this is a game that daddy would play a lot. A little, just like I, I, I will, I, I have a, a storage unit full of hero clicks <laughs> where I'm like, all right, young man, we're going to play this weird dice game with tiny little figurines that look like all the characters from the comic books. Let's go. <laughs> Good luck. Don't roll double ones. <laughs> it, it's it. Oh, ah, damn, they're asking. <laughs> they're asking about magic. Oh. It might be easier just to show it to them online. <laughs> yeah, just, the, the the kids are gonna be curious. I because I, I remember I was a very curious young man. I just I'd have to be curious about nerd stuff when I was visiting friends' houses, or I'd be elsewhere, or like when I was a young man going to Comic Galaxy. Uh, I, I, I I'm gonna keep my hide my stash in the bed. I have to keep my stash in a storage unit away from this young man. <laughs> When he's two to three years old, uh, he's going to be a whirling dervish of destruction. <laughs> I'm going to have to. I'm going to keep everything in storage until you know, until he is of age to where he can where he can respect the nerd stuff. I mean, I'll bring him a bunch of my toys. That uh, I'm definitely going to see. I was watching Transformers Beast Wars with my boy over the weekend as well, and I was thinking about how like yeah, I mean all, most of my Transformers are opened. I mean I'm sure there's some that have value. But yeah, I I think I'm gonna get more value out of letting my son play with them rather than whatever monetary value I'd get from the internet. It's just a uh, uh, the the stuff that a nerd dad thinks about. I get I don't know maybe in the olden days it was like I'm gonna play catch with my son or we're gonna gonna go play basketball. Or like me, I'm like oh we're gonna watch movies, we're gonna play with toys, we're gonna read comic books. But again, as I always say, my overarching fear is that oh daddy likes it. That's not cool. <laughs> when once he reaches that age, like, nope, I'm not interested. <laughs> oh, dad, that dad's really into this. Nah, I'm not into that. But oh, well, when he's really little, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see where we are. We'll, we'll have to cross that bridge when we get there. But I, I'm looking forward to it. I, I uh, hopefully being the, the the nerd guide for my for my young man into this wide world of nerddom. And then he will have the benefit that I did not have of a, of, a, of an old, old old an old wizard of, of a nerd to to show him the way, where like I kind of just figured out my own way. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. If if Tiger ends up a jock, oh, we, we, I, honestly, Rosa and I have had that discussion. We we kind of we don't want him to be a jock. I don't want him like one. It's like she definitely doesn't want him to play football, and I, I agree with that completely. And I was just like, oh, and I need to help him take care of him because I don't want him to have the knee problems that I have. <laughs> I got some bad knee problems, some bad back problems from playing basketball recklessly for for my youth, thinking I was invincible. We were having that discussion just the other day. I was like, oh man, my knees, woosa. <laughs> some days my my knees are killing, especially with all this all this walking I'm doing at work. It's like, oh man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep away from the blacktop, <laughs> son. If you're gonna play basketball, you're only playing on the hard courts. You're not playing on the uh, on the playground. <laughs> but then again, I guess if I keep it away from him, he's probably gonna want to do it more. These are the crazy conundrums I go through my head. I was discussing this with with uh, my my fellow podcaster, video man, uh, Kyle uh, Jackson, the other day via Facebook Messenger. It's like trying to like all these like oh he he just had his son too, so we're we're, we're having these nerd discussions like oh. How do I nerd dad? This is like, like, cross that bridge when you get there. Uh, uh, it's just it's just crazy. You know what else is crazy? If you're not following me on Facebook, if you're not following me on Twitter, if you're not following me on Instagram, 
It's at Dre GP Podcast. Make sure you follow me on all the social media. Now, I have an all, uh, if you check out our profile, all of our links are now on one in one place. I finally figured this out. I saw this on Instagram. Other people were doing this. It's, uh, it's allofmylinks.com forward slash Dre GP Podcast. All of the links, everything, everything you need to find. If you want to find our YouTube, find our Twitter, find our Instagram, find our Twitch page, you can find all of our stuff, our Etsy stores, our, our, uh, our, all the, all the social media, everything is there. All my links.com forward slash Dre GP podcast. If you, you'll find that on any of our profiles. If you, you can find it on my Twitter profile, you can find it on my Instagram profile. You can find it on my Facebook profile on all those, all my links.com. Everything is there to, to track down everything. Especially check out our YouTube page. Uh, my buddy D Loke has been sitting there. He's been watching the, the podcast via YouTube and uh, leaving some funny comments. So, uh, be sure to check it out, and then of course our gaming videos. I'm, I'm trying to get those back up, but normally I used to record the video game, uh, these gaming videos at work, and I have not been able to. It's just been pure chaos. We'll see. All right, the alarm is going off. It's time for me to sign off. Make sure if you need a mask, if you need a mask, Etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash Let Me Out Club. It'll be in the description on the YouTube and on the podcast version. We will see you guys next week. Hopefully not half an hour late. Have yourselves a good evening. We'll see you guys next time. Good night.